What's up, guys? You're listening to the Yeehaw Cowboy Podcast, where you don't have to be a cowboy to listen. And on this episode, I talked to my friend Jeremiah Craig about how I started the company YeehawCowboy.com and how I dealt with the COVID-19. You know, how the stores were closed and what I did because people didn't want to be sold to at that time. So I kind of briefly explained what I did um, in order, you know, to kind of survive these couple weeks. Jeremiah Craig here. Today we are talking with Jose Diaz of YeehawCowboy.com. And I am so excited to start this conversation with Jose. All we got to do is just wait for him to request to join the stream, and we're going to get going. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Hey, Jose, how's it going? Good to see you. <laughs> nice to see you, too. Man, I got a bunch of questions to ask you for, for this, uh, and I'm so excited to get into it. I want to start out, though, with your origin story and how you got into selling cowboy boots online. All right, cool. So ever since I was little, I was kind of like a like a hustler, you could say. I always sold everything and anything. Actually, in um, elementary school, um, I got kicked out of and I'm elementary school, like junior, not junior high, like fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Um, what I did was um, I was getting like just these lollipops, and then um, getting the Jolly Ranch. You remember the old school ones, the long ones? Yeah. Yeah, so I, what I did is like, well, everybody's selling lollipops anyway, right? How am I going to make mine different and, you know, make a good profit? Everybody's selling for like 50 cents, right? Just the regular lollipops with nothing on there. So one day I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a Jolly Rancher around the lollipops and make it like a sweet sour taste. And then what I did is I went in um, Smart and Final and they bought a big box. Uh, and then I put it on the stove. And then you melt it around there, and I used to wrap it with like plastic, like you know, those clear plastics, nice and neat. I sell for like a dollar, dollar fifty, so the profit was good. <laughs> nice, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's how I started. I always liked selling stuff. Um, in high school, I used to sell all kinds of stuff too. You name it, weed, everything, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I used to sell a little nickel bag. I used to sell everything, man. You name it, I used to sell everything. I used to like just selling shit, how to make some money, you know. I hear you. Yep. And then um, I got out of high school. And I was like, I want to sell, you know, like Jordans or Nikes and stuff online. It was back in the day. It was like, psh, I don't even know what year it was. It was a long time ago, though. Anyway, so I was like, well, I'm going to try to hit up, you know, like Nike and shit like that. Of course, they rejected me, right? So I started Googling shit. I was like, oh, I want to sell some Jordans, right? And I came across this um, this China website, you could say. And I was, I got into it. And then I was like, well, I'm going to build, I'm going to drop ship, right? This was like 10 years, more than 10 years ago. I was like, all right, they're bootleg. I'm in the hood, right? So you don't know if it's good or bad. You're like, fuck it, I'm gonna do this shit. Anyway, I'm gonna start selling shit, you know? You don't know, you're stuck in this little box. Everybody in the neighborhood, you're doing bad shit anyway. So you think it's normal, everything's normal. All the bad shit's normal, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You think everything's fucking normal, like drugs, everything's fucking normal. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna sell these bootleg Jordans online. Fuck it, it's normal, you know what I mean? So I started yeah. <laughs> selling bootleg Jordans online. So the Chinese people would drop shit from China to my customers and shit. And then um, in two, and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know, but it didn't feel right, you know, something about it. And then I got into, um, since it was all this drug stuff, like this, you know, in my neighborhood, you're like, you start listening to all these um, cartel music and shit. So you start getting into all that and you see all the people wearing cowboy hats that do that shit. And you're like, oh, that's fucking cool. I want to fucking, you know, 
dress like that and be like that. And then, um, so what I did was I got, I was selling those bootleg Jordans. And then I was like, well, I'll sell those hats. Those look cool, you know, and the boots. I want to, you know, sell them. So I was like, I want to put them on the website. But like, how's it going to put, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Fucking selling boots on this bootleg website, whatever. And then, um, so what I did was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get, this shit doesn't even feel right no more. Like, the, I, I'm just going to get rid of this bootleg website, sell a connection, whatever, the China connection. Get rid of it and you start selling boots only. This was in 2012. Um, me and my wife, I already got into it. So I called this boot company, this, um, like, Mexican boot brand. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, how many um, boots do I got to buy in order to, you know, you know, I'm doing open, you know, having like an account with you guys. Like, oh, you can just order one. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. I was like, fuck it, all right. So what I did was, uh, back in the day, the the, the manufacturers didn't have the pictures, right? So what mm-hmm. I did, I had to crop. I used to scan the catalogs, crop the pictures, and then drag them on the website. You know what I mean? So you have to scan, crop, you know, upload one by one. The manufacturers didn't have the pictures. Like, oh, here's the pictures. Just upload them. You know, drop ship everything. Right, and then um, I went to these uh, American brands now. So I was talking about like you know like um, area stuff like that. Uh-huh. I went, I went on to them and like, oh, can I open a account? Oh, you have to have a a store, right? And like cinch cinch boots when they used to make boots. You have to have on like an actual store, brick and mortar. So I was like, oh, okay, so how can I figure out how to open up these accounts with these American brands? Right, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do rodeos and tell them I have a mobile store, right? So I have a mobile store, you know, pretty much. So what I did was just fucking tell what I, I don't have an actual store, but I have a mobile store. So I wrapped up my old school truck, like the old, um, what's it, Colorado before my the Toyota FJ. I wrapped it up, I had a little trailer. Me and my wife, my wife used to hustle with me out there, and then so I used to set up my rodeos and so I used to send man, the manufacturer or the brands pictures of my rodeo my setup i had a whole tent oh, okay yeah that's fine so they started opening the accounts right and then um and that's how i pretty much got started now i've been doing it for about what since 2012 it's been a couple years now that's awesome yeah you've you've grown so fast and it's really cool to watch why did you name it yeehaw cowboy that's a question from nikos 1000 that's a good question actually me and my wife were actually in 2012 my daughter was just born like what could we what could we call this, you know, cowboy boot website? I was like, what do like people generally hear when, you know, right, like cowboys, you know, say or whatever on commercials and everything. She's not like, and then when she's like, oh, yeehaw, right? I'm like, yeehaw. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's, let's just do that. We just call it yeehaw cowboy, you know, like yeehaw cowboy. So we just put that on there. And of course I spelled it wrong the first time I got the domain. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't stop for shit, all right, for shit, right? I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so luckily, the, the other, I was like, shit, is that the domain going to be available or not? I was like, oh, fuck, let's just look it up. So then I, I, I it was available and I spelled it right this time. I'm really surprised that it was available, too, because I, I can't believe that it, was, it took till 2012 for it to be taken by you because it seems like it would be, like, the first thing, maybe, but... I don't know. Like it's, it, I I feel like the cowboy boot industry is a little bit behind in marketing and technology, um, and that's actually a question that uh, came from Phil at Hondo Boots. He actually asked me a question about what is one thing the industry can do 
to grow serious demand for cowboy boots. And it seems like you've done a really good job at that with your website. So what do you have advice for, for other professionals, I guess, in the cowboy boot industry, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Would I, this I strongly recommend to all the on, online stores, especially right now, that's really kind of, you know, I had one of the best weeks this past week. I'm so surprised. Um, Obviously, uh, but let me just get to that question first. So what I do recommend people is definitely learning how to do Google ads, AdWords, and stuff like that. AdWords a little, it's kind of pricey now. So the price is a little high. So you might want to just skip that or you could just go back on it. But it's kind of, the price is, eh, it's kind of, you're paying a lot of uh, high price for the, the conversion, you could say. Uh, also, Facebook ads, really good. Um Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I just got on Pinterest ads, and you just gotta learn it. There's um, courses on online for like ten, like ten bucks. I use um, Udemy, and it pretty much oh is, nice. It's, it's the whole secret, you know what I mean? Just it tells you everything, like how to do everything, and then also just pretty much market and a lot of social media. And instead of selling to them, help them. And at this time, you just, you know you can't oversell people right now. You kind of just gotta throw it out there to help them more then you'd be like, oh, I have, I have a sick-ass sale coming on, come buy my boots, you know? What mm -hmm. I did was a little different. I kind of just sent out videos on how to clean their boots. You know, not everybody has a lot of money right now, uh, but where they just kind of just do videos out there. If you're not good at videos, do um, writing, you know what I mean? It, it all depends what you're good at and just put that out there and help people more than try to sell them. But for sure, Facebook, do ads on Facebook, um, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube, AdWords, which is the same thing as YouTube, and just pretty much just do a lot of advertising on there. But learn first. Don't just fucking throw your out, yourself out there because then you're going to waste a lot of money. And also not just do one video or one little clip because you can't, you can't catch everybody in that same freaking video. You got to do different ones for different people. Yeah, it's definitely, I've definitely noticed your strategy is very different from a lot of others. And I feel like um, that could help out the industry a lot. So thanks for sharing that. Only that though, it's not only for like the boot industry, it could be for anybody that has like a store right now, you just go online, right? There's a lot of time to do shit. So you just learn those AdWords and Facebook ads and all that shit. Yeah, no doubt. I put my first video up on YouTube uh, about cowboy boots because of what I saw in Google AdWords. Like you don't have to use it just to buy ads. You can use it to see what people are searching for to just figure out what content to make, which is kind of why I make so much like stupid content. Like some people are like, oh, this is a weird video, but people are asking the questions. So I just put it out there. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. For sure. That's what we got to do. And <laughs> one thing I noticed too, don't care really. My, you see my videos, they're not the most perfect. You know what I mean? And don't, worry about too much of the quality when you're shooting out to the the customers i think they like a lot of people like that real shit you know what i mean so i kind of mm -hmm. i do a video i don't even edit you know what i mean i just fucking put it out there and that's it that's one thing that not to overthink what you're posting and not give a fuck what people actually think either you know what i mean you yeah post of course you get your trolls where you're like ignore them and they keep fucking going on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cool Another question come, came through from uh, Christabel Lafleur on Instagram. How long have you been wearing boots and what was your first boot? 
um, it was t- a little bit before 2012. I was into like the narco music and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, my first boot was a El General brand, and it was a uh, my wife just brought it up. It was like his bo- first boot was probably a, a print boot. I was like, yeah, it was a print boot. It was a J-Co <laughs> black, and they were kind of snug. You know what I mean? But I love that shit. So every time mm-hmm. I went out. It was like, I got to wear my boots, you know? And that was like 2011, I had my first pair of boots. And then uh, there were the black El General boots in the Jato. Not the most comfortable. It's kind of rugged in there, you know? But I like the look. <laughs> then last year, you released your own line of boots, the Yeehaw Cowboy. And of course, you did the, the, the Cayman Tail Snip Toe. You did Ostrich Snip Toe. You did, a, you did Jato's and round toes and also the wide square toes. Um, And I got into a little bit of a conversation on the Facebook group because this series is called Ask the Bootmaker. But there's like this weird gray area of, are you a bootmaker if you have a factory make your boots? Where do you stand on that? Do you consider yourself a bootmaker? I don't to be honest I, i'm more of like I, I like the way i designed the actual boots mm-hmm. um but other than that I, I i love the manufacturing process but i'm not actual like boot maker you know what i mean that's a whole different level i never got i i never got into that kind of like custom style boot but i'm not definitely not a, like a boot maker I'm, uh, like a boot designer you could say mm-hmm. and i know the manufacturing process i know a good boot between a you know not a good boot you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And I know the materials they're going to use. You know, some boots use pigskin inside. A lot of people don't know it, and they're like, but I do. So I'm not actually a boot maker, but you could say boot manufacturer designer. You know what I mean? Like the yep. manufacturing process I'm into and the designing part I'm really into. But making the actual, I'm not a boot maker at all. You know what I mean? Yep. I understand. I, I titled it as the boot maker because I kind of see it as like a two, two ways to make boots because in either way, like, because you designed it, it still wouldn't have been made without you. Like, it's the Yeehaw Cowboy boot brand, and then there's also the people who actually make, physically make the boots. So it's it's kind of a, a weird place to be, and I'm, I'm not really sure that I want to change the name of the series yet, but I think, I think I like it. But I was curious where you sort of landed on that topic. Uh, so with the boots that you made last year, what is the favorite style that you have in your line? This is a question from H. Viskers. Yeah, cool. And that's the one that, um, the one you have, the Snip Toe uh, Cayman Valley. Yeah. Yeah, those. Love them. This color? Yeah, that color, yeah. I love this. This is my favorite one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The minute I saw it, I was like, I got to have that one. <laughs> yeah, alligator would look cool on that snip toe too. That look cool. American mm-hmm. alligator, that look cool. Oh, it would. It would. Oh, that reminds me. We were talking about maybe you doing rattlesnake this year. Is that still happening, or because of the COVID thing, has that been set back a little bit? No, the skins actually is really um hard to get those those skins for some reason. I'm not exactly sure. Um. So there's different people that get the skins. I have to get the city's permits, obviously, to import the, the skins, stuff like that. So I think it's a supply and demand kind of thing. So we're just waiting to get the actual skins. That's what I'm, what I'm waiting for the most. Uh, when I talk to the 
the the manufacturer they they told me they, they haven't got the skin so what i did is uh contacted someone else uh but they haven't replied back so as soon as they get them i'm sure i can just grab the skins from that person that gets them which is the one of the biggest suppliers of skins in mexico so wow. once he calls me and i could get up the skins i could get them from him and then take them to the manufacturer and they could put them on that's gonna be so cool what toe shapes are you thinking about doing with the rattlesnake i like the, that cooler look for sure snip toe Square toe's always good. I'm thinking maybe a round toe as well. I think mm -hmm. all, all the toes pretty much. Even the 3X toe that's super pointy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think the, the rock stars really look real cool with that super pointy and the rattlesnake. So I think nice. Cool. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so speaking of the COVID-19 pandemic, got a question about how that has been affecting your online business. Um, what is that like right now? Uh, right now, it's pretty good because uh, a lot of people are at home. Uh, but that first week, I took a big, big hit. I was like March 13th to started all that shit. I took a big, mm -hmm. big hit. Maxed out all my fucking credit card. It was crazy. I was like, am I going to still be alive with this shit? I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, right? <laughs> so what I did was... Uh, so actually, the the brands actually helped me out a lot too with uh, extending like terms and stuff like that. Um, my credit cards also helped me out a lot um, because the reason why they kind of helped me out too is because I don't have extra shit. You know what I mean? That's one thing I think to make it through something like this, you can't have extra shit. It did affect me that first week, but luckily I didn't have no extra shit, like fancy cars, fucking, I didn't buy no extra shit. It was just the house, the business bills and my truck, which is almost paid off in like two months. So I'm not going to even have that no more. You know what I mean? Nice. And the thing is I, whatever, that's what the companies too, that my credit cards kind of knew that. So they kind of, you know, gave me an extra, bump on the credit limit because they know i don't have you know expenses that are crazy and i'm I, everything i get i reinvest it i don't you know i don't buy extra shit i do take like two vacations per year but that's pretty much it but other than that i just keep reinvesting it did hurt me that first week i took a big toll uh, on my account <laughs> but um other than that these past two weeks have been really good just because all those 10 years I put in on Google ads and Facebook ads and Instagram ads, it all kind of just paid off. I'm getting a good amount of sales because everybody is at home and there is money out there. You can't blame the, the economy because there's people out there with money still. You know what I mean? You yep. got to put the stuff in front of them. Right. And that's how I think these two weeks I've been doing really good. I was, I wasn't, I was a little surprised. I thought they were going to be lower sales just because, you know, uh, people didn't have money, but there's still money out there. And the people that do have money do buy the stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you can't blame the economy, you could say. Right, right. I'm glad it's bouncing back for you. Um, now, when you're when people are searching for you online or somehow come across your brand and website with Google ads or Facebook ads, you come across as like a huge company that is like the same size as Tacovas because you're right there underneath like their um, their ads or above their ads. But how big is your company really? Like how many employees do you have? <laughs> it's just basically it's me and then my secretary and then I have some um, like one person in like um, in, in like a in that website called fiber or fever where i subcontract to add the products mm -hmm. but that's pretty much it and other than that it's just me and my secretary and 
I do make it seem like that. I'm in charge of all the ads. I do all the ads. Like I said, I put in 10 years already. I lost a lots of money in the beginning. You know what I mean? But it's just me and my secretary and maybe one other person that I, you know, contract on the side. Yeah, that's impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah, everybody thinks it's a big company. <laughs> they call for pads, I'm like, I think I was just talking to you on the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. It's so personal, though. People must love it. it. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, got some less serious questions here to uh, take us out. This one comes from Florencio on Instagram. Are there any boot trends that you feel caught on in Mexico before the United States? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, you know, that company Quadra. They yeah. always make all their stores are in, in um, Mexico, so it seems like a lot of manufacturers copy them, and their stuff starts in Mexico. You know what I mean? And I believe. I feel like they kind of set a trend in a way sometimes, and then they kind of bring it over here and it sets trends. So maybe their styles are the ones that do set trends from out there and bring it here. I think that's the only company. What are some examples of trends that you think that Quadra has shared and brought to the United States? Uh, probably the trends will be probably like the Dubai tool style. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that one. That was one yeah. of their big, big, probably the biggest sellers, and now it really hit on this side. But a lot of people do, like you said, the trends that come from them, a lot of people get from them and they bring it out here. I know Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of toe styles, uh, got a question from Kyle Ree, 03 on Instagram. What is your favorite toe style on a cowboy boot? Uh, you know what? It kind of depends on, I like the snip toe a lot. Um, it kind of depends on the skin that's on the actual toe shape. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right now, like I have on right now, uh, the American Alligator. I have this snip toe style, but then I was like, I don't see nothing I didn't like about it. So I got the square toe and I love it. So on mm -hmm. this style, the American Alligator from Corral, it's like I got the square toe, looks way better than the snip toe style. But like on the Cayman tail, I love that snip toe, the one you got. You know, I, I love that one. Both colors. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the most, the one I like the most, probably the snip toe right now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay, a couple of real quick ones. Is there anything specific to look for in a good boot tree? Andy asks. And you sell boot trees on Yeehaw Cowboy, right? Um, you know what? As long as they're made out of wood, I think you're okay. Uh, I have the regular wood ones. I think they're called, uh, I forgot what kind of wood they're made out of. They're made by MNF. Uh, but make sure they're not plastic. I try the plastic ones. Those shit suck. They're just fucking rip off, you know. But make sure they use wood and you'll be perfectly fine and you just get your size and they're good just because it keeps the i'm flat-footed so if i don't put boot trees in it it kind of flattens down in the back part you know in the ankle part it kind of mm -hmm. goes down so when the boot tree it kind of keeps its shape so when i put it on it still looks pretty cool you know what i mean and it keeps it from like getting smaller as well yeah Especially okay you, I some boots cool awesome thanks for that and also uh james on instagram asks what are the best boot socks that you've tried you know what? I don't even wear boot socks, dude. To be honest, I just freaking is wear my uh, regular socks. I, I don't think you really need. Do you feel like you need, I? I don't feel like you need boot socks. I think a boot if it fits you good and perfect. I think you just put on regular socks. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a regular sock wearer pretty much, um, unless. Try boot socks. Oh yeah, I I have. 
it's it definitely helps on some of the taller boots um, or or boots with lower scallops because a lot of times the the insides will rub against your legs a little bit more um, like on on these hondos back here and on the Nikonas uh, I have to wear boot socks with that or else I'll get like weird blisters on my legs oh, but on the top part that's why right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah most of yeah most of my boots well actually yeah maybe because I have skinnier legs I don't really feel it I'm not sure but you got skinny yep. legs too maybe yeah and that's why I usually don't feel it either like today I'm not wearing boot socks I'm just wearing regular socks um, but on some of these ones, uh, it, it does, it does get noticeable sometimes. You know what I think maybe because some, most of the boots I, I own have that leather lining all around and actually the, the inside is kind of tucked in on the little, the stitch side stitching yep. is kind of tucked in. So that's probably the reason I never got boot socks and most of the boots I have have the leather lining and have it tucked in. That does really help a lot. You're right. I, uh, that's why I think. That's why I never wore them. But I, I never had that before. That's probably the only reason why. Question from Tactical Builder here on the live stream right now. Will you make a seven toe? And that was kind of one of my questions uh, for the rattlesnake because I think rattlesnake looks so good with a, a seven toe. It does. You're right. That'd be cool. I think seven toes are good. Um, probably for the rattlesnake because there's so much of a demand or even the natural color. Coming through the Cayman natural, actual natural color, I think. I'm going to bring all the toe shapes on those two colors just because the demand will be so high for them. I think the seven toe would look cool, so I would have to definitely look into that. But, yeah, that look really badass, too. I awesome, think you guys, babe. with Rattlesnake and Cayman Nash, you got to bring all the toe shapes, you know? Kind of like everybody would like those colors. No doubt. Thanks, Chris, for that question. Uh, another one here from 6EN. Do you guys own Lucases? Do you own Lucases? I don't have any Lucases. I don't. I tried them on um, at an event. I don't know Lucasi. Um, I'm not. You know, I feel like the quality is good. It's just a little bit overpriced. You know. What yeah. I mean? But it's perfectly fine because you kind of they've been around around for a long time. Some manufacturers they have to price that much just because the they take so much detail into making the boot. So they have to. They have a little bit supply, so demand might be high. So they have to overprice those boots just because of the time they take to make them, but I personally don't. I have tried them on, and I didn't really feel the difference of the quality compared to the ones like we carry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've tried on several pairs of Lucases. Uh -huh. Yeah, and they, they fit nice, but it's mm -hmm. not like $500 or whatever the 1883 is when you could just get uh -huh. A, a, a similar boot for half that price and then you're talking about the lucchese classics like we're talking 800 to a thousand or more for some of those. You tried those yeah i've tried those on too and then when you get up there it's like if i'm gonna spend this much on a cowboy boot why not just go custom at that point so i feel like they're in a strange price point for my lifestyle um i'm i would love to own a pair someday um just just because it's such a classic brand, but like I'm not in a hurry to. Yeah, did, did you feel, because I, when I tried them on, I didn't feel big difference. They actually were a little harder compared to the boots that I already have, like that, because there was no, you know, soft insole in there, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah. Did, did the Lucchese classics that you tried out, were they soft inside, like 
Or just the no. leather would just stick. Yeah. No, it's just a hard leather insole. So they're very traditionally made, which I don't mind. Like I like the hard leather insole and I like the soft leather insole that are, that like that are in your boots. Like I, I like both of them. Um, it's just like, I mean, I got a pair of uh, the, the JTO BNVs right now. Like I'm wearing these and these have hard leather insoles and it's, I think these would go for less than what the Lucchese Classics go for and you can get them made however you want, like out of El Paso. So it's like sometimes Lucchese Classics or Lucchese's is just like, they're, they're just in a weird price point um, when you could get something much better to fit your needs just overall, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I did notice that the leather, um, you know what it is too, part of the reason the they probably have choices of skins and stuff like that so they they probably get not the higher grade but they uh, you know pick one by one i'm not exactly sure but i noticed too also there are different like um leather not leathers but like the thickness of the leather that they put on the shaft maybe might be a little thicker but other than that i'm not a big difference though but i don't personally mm -hmm. own a pair now back to the question <laughs> yeah maybe someday maybe someday thanks for that question six and uh that's all i got um, thank you so much, Jose, for taking this time on, and doing this live stream with me. Uh, I think you brought a lot of value to a lot of people, not only who are looking to buy cowboy boots, but also looking to sell cowboy boots. So that was a lot of good information that you just gave people. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, man, it's good. Just, even like you said, like if you're not even in the boot industry, I think it, just get on, learn how to do social media. You can't, you're stuck at home anyway, you know, even if you do have a store, what else are you going to do? Just bitch and moan about what's going on, like blame the economy, like fucking do something about it. You know what I mean? That's what I do. I just fucking keep going, try to figure stuff out. Of course, you run into obstacles, you get pissed off, and then you're like, oh, fuck it. Let's do some other shit. But always see what you could do and not focus on what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, chicken once a day. See, we're, we're going back to work. You know what I mean? I do that shit like, this motherfucker's going back to work yet? <laughs> you know? But... <laughs> It's good to once a day is good to check it and after that is focus on how to bring more value you could say to the customer and don't sell them right now help them and then the sales will come after that you know what i mean but don't sell right now yeah amen to that <laughs> different, different Th tactics, different yeah true that i love it thanks so much jose i appreciate you, All right, man. you have a great day thanks everybody for watching Thank you guys for listening. Remember, for this podcast, you don't have to be a cowboy to listen. Make sure you subscribe. I'm going to have more hustlers out here, more entrepreneurs talking about their path and where they're going and what steps they're taking. So make sure to tell your friends and their family. See ya.